Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. I'm trying to get these phone lines connected right now so we can take callers if anybody wishes to call in. Um, I think we could just go with it. I think that the I think I think that the subject matter has would definitely take up an hour really fast with uh, everything that's on your website, creating your reality, perfect health, perfect life. I mean, that's exactly where I am right now. So I think we're gonna it's gonna be good. So. It's weird how I have to connect these uh, phone lines to actually use a third-party switchboard. I have to call with my phone and connect two of them. It connects with Zoom, and it connects with another switchboard that I use on a website that's free. So you connect it with the telephone, mute the telephone, and you get that take the callers as they call into the number that it gives you. So Basically, conference the Zoom meeting into a conference call system. Yeah, where you can actually have a switchboard. Zoom needs to do that. I've been I've talked with 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 some of their um developers and I have they have a personal guy that works with you and I've tell them they need to have a switchboard because if you give the Zoom number out when they call they're automatically on the air and you can't really yeah, do a yeah. show or an interview and do that. So they need to have it where you can actually, you know, kind of have a switchboard to do that. Right. Right. Take it to the next level if they did that. Exactly. 
then they start charging. Yeah. Well, <laughs> they already do charge, but you get like a, you get a free account. Um, but I have a free account. Yeah, I think uh, I think you get forty five minutes free. Yes. Um, and then it restarts and you do it again. So it's uh, like fourteen bucks a month. And I pay for. Oh, that's not bad. Yeah, it's not bad. <clears throat> I love the audio in Zoom. I did a Skype call. I'm doing yep. a Skype call tonight, and when I do those, I have to wear a headset. I can't. I can't stand Skype anymore. I listen to interviews and people come in through Skype, and the audio, uh, like the frequency, is like like a lower bit rate, and it comes through, and you can tell when somebody's on Skype. I don't like it. Yeah. And with Zoom, like the the uh, audio and the video is way better. It's Paul Levin, right? Is that how you speak? Yeah. Levin, okay. Mm-hmm. All right. The light. Actually, I'm going to try side light. Okay. Usually I do these calls at night. So mm-hmm. Side light. There we go. Let's try that. That's not bad. What about this one, though? All right, let me just get this ready to share out right quick. Okay, so whenever we go live, um, it'll be about a minute and a half where the, the intro's playing. You won't be able to hear it. And uh, then I'll come on and do a, a quick intro spiel and then bring you right in. Okay. So it's about a minute and a half of silence. We won't be able to hear the, the intro playing. So. Okay. <clears throat> All right, going live now.
You heard the man, ladies and gentlemen. I'm your host, Truth Seeker. This is the Truth Seeker Podcast. I'm excited and delighted to be with you guys again today. We've been doing a lot of shows here lately, uh, talking about all things fringe. With that being said, I've recently been picked up by the Fringe Radio Network. You can go there, thefringeradionetwork.com, and check out all of my shows, as well as the other shows that are hosted there. Um, Lynn Marzulli is on there, uh, Michael Basham, Johnny Iron with The Iron Show, um, a bunch of fringe topics that we discuss here. There's a bunch of other shows just like this one. So head on over there and check out what they're doing. They're promoting my work and finally got with a network that's uh, pretty cool. And I can't go any further without saying thank you to my patron supporters, uh, patreon.com backslash truthseeker. You guys are enabling me to uh, continue to bring content, continue to make music. And I'm about to put some new music up there today. So if you guys want to support, you can head on over to patreon.com backslash truthseeker. There I upload all of my new music. You also get access to my entire discography which is like 10 plus albums so everyone always asks me when i'm going to be working on new music and there's new music already up there i'm working on a new album head on over to patreon.com backslash true to support there so big thank you from the bottom of my heart everybody who's given and part of that kind of goes without saying uh, that a lot of the stuff we've been talking about uh on the show is about attaining your dreams and your goals and aspirations and kind of bringing them into fruition, bringing them, going into the astral realms, into the ethers, into the dream state, seeing the vision that you want for yourself and being able to grab it, bringing it into our reality and make letting it manifest. And so that's what we're going to be talking about today. We've done a lot of shows on that. And the reason I love to, to talk about that and uh, discuss it is because it works. And you guys know that everything that we, we talk about on here is about stuff that's, that works. If it's working for me, I want to discuss it. If it's working for you or some of the guests who come on, talk about what's working, what's helping you to be a better person, uh, bringing something to the table to express yourself. And uh, that's what we're doing. So today's guest, Paul Levin. What's up, my brother? Welcome hey, to the yeah, show. Hey, how you doing, Derek? I'm sorry, what was the last question you asked there? Well, welcome to the show, man. Thank you. Thank you so much. The, um, I deserve to be well. I deserve a perfect life. Um, you were asking before we went live, did I have any questions written down for you? Um, I think that this is where I am right now. This is where a lot of my listeners are of trying to manifest the dreams that they want, this vision of themselves in the future or a career that they want that oftentimes seems so far away, like it's another person that it can never exist. Those are the questions I want to ask you. How do we manifest or how do we get that dream person that we see ourselves doing this career, hobbies, whatever, and making a full-time career off, off of it? How do we do that? Let's start there. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's a great question. Um, and since I didn't know the question was coming, I'm going to take a second here and grab a piece of paper because I'm going to show you how that's done. And I have writing on this piece of paper, but you're here and here's where you want to be. And it seems so far away, doesn't it? Until through quantum physics, we simply bend space. And then it's just right over there. It's one step away. Is it, is it literally one step away or is it a big gulf in between? Well, 
what I believe is that in order to become, in order to have what you want, in order to have the things that you want, you must become the person who has them. We think that we must do in order to have, but in reality, we must be in order to have. First, we are that thing, that person, and then we have those things. And becoming the person we want to be that has the things we want, that is a process. It's a process of developing new beliefs and giving up a lot of old, disempowering beliefs. What I've seen, um, and I spend a lot of time in meditation, um, have tried some psychedelic encounters as well, and there's this, this place that you go there that just, it, it says what you're saying, it created focus on the now moment that person that you want to be it's not somebody else i don't want to become a healer i don't want to become a a, a, um, a podcaster a musician i don't want to become that the spirit or the universe god says you already are yes. let's focus on bringing it out of you it begins to show you different ways in your life that you are healing people, that you are a good communicator, that you do bring people together. And so it's like the language of the universe, exactly what you're talking about. And through quantum physics, through going into the astral realms, the changing the way that we think, the way that we believe, the words that we speak, um, step by step, we begin to create this life for us. And, and it's not a big gulf in between. Sometimes mm-hmm. it, it could take days, weeks, months, of something that seems so far away to bring it into the now moment. Yes. Uh, Let me go back to something you touched on before I address the last point. (laughs) And that was, you said words. Mm -hmm. And this is something I've become very, very uh, in tune with most recently. The most powerful two words in the universe are I am. Mm. Now, you may recognize those two words from a book, right? Uh, And yes, that's God saying, I am. But don't we say I am all the time? I was, every time I go out with people and I I interact with people, I hear them saying, oh, I am this, I am that. I'm so stupid. Yeah. I'm so forgetful. I, you know, or how about I am magnificent? Yes. How about I'm wonderful? How about I am a multimillionaire? How about I am the man who helps millions of people change exactly. their lives? Right? I had that conversation this morning, walking through my kitchen, just speaking over my podcast, speaking over my work, that I'm going to touch um, thousands of people, that people are going to be helped through my podcast. And I get the messages daily. It's working. Something's happening. Something's shifting. Well, that's right. We, first, we create it in our statements and in our thoughts. And I can go through the three components of creation. But first, we create it. Then we see it. And the key is to be observant, to recognize it when we see it. Uh, if I may give a, a, an example of the opposite. Uh, not too long ago, I was with some people who, who were very negative. And I'm sitting there watching them, and and they would say something negative. And within 30, 60, 90 seconds, 
something that they didn't like would happen. Mm-hmm. They would drop something, spill something, uh, trip on something. But just something would happen that they didn't like 30 to 60, 90 seconds after they said something negative. And, of course, they did not see the connection. I did. It was very obvious. I pointed it out to somebody who was with me. They saw it, too. But they don't see it. So that's the thing. Be observant. Be observant to the, neg- to the things you don't like. Be observant to the things you do like. We're talking about kind of formulating a thought, seeing it in your vision, and then speaking it out. I know we share a passion for the, the scriptures and for the Hebrew and, 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 and actually speaking that magical language, right? And just words themselves are spells and invocations as we begin to do it in casual conversation even, right? Um, there's, this, there's a scripture in the New Testament where Paul talks about like believing in your heart and confessing with your mouth. It's like it's so there's so much truth there because it's one thing to believe it and walk around with the belief system. But if we don't vocalize it, if we don't try to speak it out into the ethers and, and, and birth it, it then it just stays as a, a great thought, a great idea, a great imagination. The next step is to speak it out and create it with that breath that's within us is the breath of life, all life. It animates all objects. And so that that breath is within us. And we have that power to create as we speak. Absolutely. Absolutely. Let, let me give you the three, the three components of creation. The, the first, and creation occurs in the inner mind, in the inner world first, and then it manifests, and I'll tell you how it manifests into the outer world. So creation begins with intention, which is our thoughts. What do you want? It is the answer to the question, what do I want in every instant? What do I want now? What do I want now in every situation? So intention is the first step. The second step is aligned beliefs. That is that your beliefs are in perfect alignment with what you want. You believe that you already have it. You believe that you are worthy of it. If you want something and you hear that little voice in the back of the head saying, not you, or, oh, yeah, right. Well, if you have that voice, you don't have aligned beliefs, and you will not create what you want. And it's very easy. It's a whole other process, but it's very easy to identify these disempowering beliefs and replace them with empowering beliefs. I've been doing it regularly for quite some time. It's amazing. The third component of manifestation or creation is positive emotions. Happiness, joy, love, peace, and gratefulness. These are the five positive emotions. And the more positive emotion, the higher frequency you vibrate at. The higher frequency, every molecule and every atom vibrates in your body. And you literally bring into being, and I'll tell you how, what you desire. So there's two ways you bring into being. The first is you attract. I attracted you into my life. You attracted me into yours, right? So that you and I could be talking here today. And I think, you know, because of the things we share and the the things that the same wavelength we're on, we're going to be friends for a long time. The other way in which we manifest is by our actions. And actions pour out, they overflow from what's inside. 
Our, you know, our lips speak. The Bible talks about this, that the, the lips speaks from the overflow of the heart. And so we, we, we speak and we act from what's inside, which is why creation occurs inside. And it's through a process called, I call it the, the process of growth, which has two components. So now you, you know the process of creation. And the way you get to what you want is through the process of growth, which is knowledge, finding out that something's possible, and finding out how to do it, and then experience. You have to experience it. What's so beautiful about what you said is that, uh, you know, the scriptures talk about faith a lot, having faith. And, and just the... <clears throat> And I know there's a difference between faith and knowing, right? But there's this um, beautiful description of faith, and faith is uh, um, the evidence of things that are hoped for, uh, and and knowing that they're 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 real or that they're coming, right? And he, what is it? He, uh, Hebrews chapter eleven, I believe it is, or six. <laughs> I may be off. I may be a little off. But then it it goes in to talk about like in Colossians and Corinthians that what fuels the faith or what gives it fuel gives it this energy is love so without love without these positive affirmations these positive thoughts vibrating at a higher frequency you can see the things that are not as though they were and that's faith and to be be a man or a woman of faith to go around for your own situation and your own lives but have it overflowing in abundance over into the lives of those around you and people because people need it. And, and some of these principles seem so, um, so easy, but for some people, they're so hard. Even the title, which you operate under, I deserve a perfect life. I deserve to be well. Those two first words that I deserve many people, well, you know, we call them ungodly beliefs. We call them, you know, bad thoughts, thinking, thinking, whatever. Many people think that they deserve uh, a bad lot in life or they deserve to be punished or, punished for their sins or, or, or things that they're holding f- from God or trying to hide from God, that type of stuff. So because I have all of this stuff that I'm, I don't want people to know about me, I deserve uh, the bad things that happen to me. And people believe that. I believed it for so long. Um, how do we move from I deserve bad to, to knowing that we deserve something good out of life and God wants me to be happy? Those type of thoughts. The basis of that transition um, the basis of that transition comes from knowing who you are. Now, right now in, in – um, let me go back for a second to faith, okay? Because faith is the evidence of things unseen. And where faith comes from is knowledge plus experience. It yeah. really does. That's where – and that which is growth – which is wisdom, and it's faith. It's last summer when I was almost at the end of my money, okay, uh, and beginning to panic. <laughs> I got a phone call from a man who owes me a lot of money, okay? He just doesn't have it. He can't pay me. But he said, listen, I got $9,000 I can give you if you can do a little work for me. He had me do about an hour's worth of work, and I got paid $9,000. It was a good deal, okay? But that was faith. That built my faith that I no longer have to worry about money, okay? When we go through those experiences, they give us 
the basis on which we can go to the next step and be tested with a higher faith. Now, to come back to the question of that transition from sadness to happiness, from sadness to joy, it comes from knowing who we are. You see, in, in our existence, in our experience of life, we think we're the person sitting in the chair, right? We, we think we're this body. Well, we're not this body. We, you know you're not your body, right? We could cut off your arm. You're still you, right? We could replace your heart. You're still you. Well, then we think we're our minds, we are not our minds, and I can prove it to you. It takes an hour. It takes about 90 minutes to prove it to you that you are not your mind. Yeah. But if you can think of a time real quick, let's see if I can do this real quick here. If you could think of a time when you screwed up. Can you think of a time when you screwed up? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. How did your mind, so, so when you screwed up, did your mind beat you up? Of course it did. And when it beat you up, your mind was right. Your mind got to be right. It was justified, yes? Yes. It felt wonderful because it was right. And you felt like crap. So clearly you're not your mind. Right? How could the two of you look at the same event differently? Yeah. Unless Unless you're different and you are different. And so, who the heck are you? Well, let's see. If I was on a different radio program, I would say your consciousness. But I think it's safe to tell you and your audience, you are God. Your spirit. I happen to like the force. Okay. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) But that's who you are. Residing inside of an amazing machine that is the body and the mind. And when you understand who you are and you understand the purpose of the mind, when you feel sadness, when you feel negative emotions, embrace them. Because the more you hug them and embrace them and acknowledge them, they will fade away and what's left is happiness. Instead of trying to run from them like we're taught or to, or to act like they're not there. No, don't do that. Because then <laughs> they keep coming back up. Yeah, that's one thing. Um, coming from a religious background, they tell you that you're not supposed to feel anger or hatred or bitterness or rage or whatever. And if you feel them, just to get rid of them and don't. And, and, and uh, we had somebody in the chat say, fake it till you make it. It's, it's kind of what is said in the, in the church realms as well. Yeah. Act like they don't exist. Act like you're happy, even though you're sad. Where, so, so where's the connection there? Because we know we're supposed to be um, walking in forgiveness and love and healing and grace. But when those, those other feelings come where, you know, I think we have a, a right to be offended. We have a right to be mad. How do we not stay mad or let it affect our relationships and have improper judgments to someone who looks like the person that wronged us or took something from us, right? Well, the first thing to realize, let me back up because what we never talked about was my background. So I'm going to take 60 seconds and just tell you that, that my last recollection, going back to my childhood, my, my latest recollection of being happy was probably around four years old. 
And I spent some 53 years, and I can go through all the events that occurred in my life and all the reasons and justifications and being sent away from my family and all of this stuff of why I spent my life very, very, very unhappy for 53 years. Okay, only recently did I discover the stuff that I teach now in the last three years, three, four years. And please, if your listeners are, you know, younger than I am, please don't do that. Okay, there's no reason to spend 50 years upset and, and unhappy and feeling like a victim and blaming others. Okay, there's no, you don't have to. You can be happy and joyful and create the life you want. So... What was the last question you asked me? <laughs> Having these negative thoughts and negative oh, yeah. emotions. Negative thoughts. Okay. So really, it, it really does come from knowing who you are, which is spirit, which is God. Okay. It's coming from taking responsibility, which is the next step. There are four levels of consciousness. Um, victimhood. And, and there's, you can go Google this. There's, there's yeah. beautiful images, and I, I, I love the pictures because they, they put a whole bunch of information in the pictures about the four levels. So there's victimhood, manifestation or manifestor, channeling, and being. And we all, we all, we all start our enlightenment journey in victimhood, okay? I, I, babies, children, young children before life gets to them, they're still in, in channeling and being. Right? But once life starts getting to us, we, we fall into victimhood. And we need to go through a process of enlightenment. And the first thing you give up when you move from victimhood to manifestor is blame. And the reason you give that up is because you are God. You recognize that you created it all. Yeah. Your benefit. That's a controversial statement. <laughs> um, because a lot of people say, you know, so you're telling me I asked to be molested, I asked to be raped or whatever the case is. And those are extreme cases, but people yeah. people say that. What would you say to, to people who, who get offended that, that uh, you know, you made that statement? Sure, sure. Um, there's, I think the first thing, I, when, I, when I do this in a workshop, I take people through processes, they actually get to experience some of it. Right now, all I'm giving you is knowledge, Mm -hmm. and knowledge without experience is worthless. The second thing, and something I also talk about in my private coaching and and my workshops, is everything is energy. Everything is energy. So, and, and I go through a whole explanation of looking at the atoms and whatnot, how everything is energy. But at the lowest level, at the deepest level where everything is strictly energy, there's nothing out there. You don't even have a body. Your consciousness, your energy, your body, the one that got raped, you created. You created that body with your consciousness. And yes, before you came here, you chose a script In the early part of your life, you chose a script that you would learn things. You chose rape to learn something. And and 
you know, you know, maybe you have not gotten to the point where you've yeah. searched for the lesson. But when you find the lesson, yeah. you've got something to teach someone else who's in pain. Mm-hmm. I spent I, 53 years in pain. At the very minimum, I think the lesson is, it's not a minimum because it's actually a big deal. I think the lesson is not to do it. You know how that feels, so don't do it to others because you don't want others to um, feel the way that that made you feel. And, that, you know, whether it's rape or whether it's gossip, in my opinion, or whatever the case, like, don't like I don't talk about people. I don't gossip about people behind their back because I know how it feels to have that done to me. Right. So that's the lesson in it. And, and, and all the times that someone's wronged me or did something against me, you have to learn from it. Um, it, it's it's one thing to learn from your mistakes and the things that you mess up and, and, and do in life, but it's another level to be able to learn from other people's mistakes and to be able to watch and observe, hey, I see what this guy's doing. It's not working. I'm not going to try it. And then on the opposite spectrum, this is working. Wow, these principles are working. He's being consistent. Uh, he's, he's, he's walking in the new light. He, he loves everybody he come, comes in contact with. People talk down about him and dog him out, and he doesn't lash out at them. This guy's walking in something that's beautiful. Let me learn from him and do what he's doing, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Here, case in point, okay? I always use my life as case in exactly. point. Exactly, yeah. I just got a speeding ticket. <laughs> and and that was right after a long trip, about a four-hour trip each way, where I averaged about 95 miles an hour. All right? I like to drive fast. I'm very good at it. <laughs> right? <laughs> but I just got a speeding ticket two miles from my home, yeah. right? Second one in, in three months. And I looked and I, I said, okay, so first of all, was I upset? No. And it's like the cop's doing his job. I created him anyway. I created the whole incident. But then I took the time and looked and what, why did I create? What is the lesson? And I've decided that the lesson is that it's time I give up speeding. I'm very good at it. I know how to do it. And I can pull that sword out anytime I have. Yeah. Yeah. But now, can I be the person with enough internal calm and peace mm-hmm. to be happy and totally at rest in traffic? Yeah. And yes, I can. All I have to do is change a belief. Yeah. And I did it. There's a lesson there. And I I know we've talked about uh, traffic a lot when it it comes to that and and letting things get to you or whatever. But just going with the flow, right? The flow of traffic even, right? Um, Going with the flow and understanding, like, I I try to look at it like this. If, If I'm behind or this other lane is moving a lot faster than me or this guy won't go around. And, and this helps me. It's like, I think that, okay, maybe God, maybe the universe is um, preventing me from an accident down the road. If I was to get there faster or cut these people off and weave through traffic or a ticket, maybe, you know, maybe if I try to speed and go in the next lane, maybe there's a cop around the corner. So maybe, so, I, so there's a piece there, whether you get there a little bit faster or, a little bit slower, you arrive alive, right? And so, and so, it takes away that sense of um, urgency and anticipation and anxious. Let me hurry up and get there. And it helps you to be in the now moment, even in traffic, even yeah. in traffic, to be yeah. in the now moment and stop thinking that you know you're almost there, or I don't 
feel like having this journey or this drive. You talked about a four-hour drive. We just did an eight-hour drive on vacation. And that was one of my big things was to be, and I told myself because I was dreading the drive, dreading the drive. I told myself, you know what? Since I know I'm going to be dreading it and I already know it's coming, let me make sure that I'm conscious of the drive, that I focus on the traffic, that I focus on the buildings and the trees and everything outside the car and enjoying the time with my family in the car versus like, man, four more hours, man, six more hours or whatever, and always have this anticipation. It works, man. It totally works. Absolutely, because when you're in that state of enjoyment, I I was demonstrating manifestation to my son in in the car on this trip. And I showed him, I said, listen, because we're in a lot of traffic, we're doing about 35 miles an hour in a a 65 or 55 highway, right? Normally would drive me nuts, right? Yeah. And I start talking to him about the traffic and I go, listen, well, let me me demonstrate to you, you know, some of the stuff. If I can, I've never demonstrated it to anybody. And as I'm talking to him, I'm noticing that we're increasing our speed just as I'm talking about it. From 30, and by the time I got to the point where I was going to actually demonstrate something, I said, well, let's just first notice the fact that we went from 35 when I started speaking to 55 right now. Okay? And then I demonstrated that, that just with my intention, the cards moved out of the way. And I was free to go and be clear. And so... In that state of peace, and one of the things I've been playing with in the last couple of days since I got the ticket, is can I create a bubble of space around me all the time? <laughs> right? Yeah. And I've been playing with that. And when you're in that creator space, when you're in the manifester space, or even higher, if you're up in, in channeling or, or being, being is not a state you stay in all the time. It's a state you kind of visit. All right. But when you're in these higher states, time, there's no time. Yeah. And you'll actually freak yourself out because you'll say, well, I left at this time and I was going to be five minutes late and there was so much traffic and yet I'm five minutes early. It makes no sense. Yeah. But that happens. That's a, that, that's a weird, and I don't know how much you address it if you do at all, but a, a lot of people who have, done the psychedelic experiences right they talk about because when you go there you find out that there is no time and that's scary that's like you said it can freak you out but to actually feel that there's no time and i've heard about people um doing whether it's uh lsd or mushrooms or whatever the case is and um everybody freaking out because they thought that they died because there's no time you're in so a lot of people they thought that they were in purgatory waiting to be judged right and not doing it in in the right light in like a um you know what i'm saying yeah like a like a um ceremony i guess they're doing it at a party in the wrong which i don't i don't uh endorse that at all but i've heard stories about people freaking out and crying and thinking that they were about to either go to heaven or hell and they're in this weird waiting period before the judgment um because they're in a state where there's no time and whenever the times that I've been there, whether I get through there through Kundalini yoga and meditation and things like that, or a psychedelic experience, it's still the same type of realms. And you still access this place where time doesn't exist. And it's everything that Eckhart Tolle has been teaching. Everything that the plant teachers are, are teaching is the now moment. It's the only moment that we have. It's not about mm-hmm. yesterday. It's not about tomorrow. So therefore this person you see yourself as tomorrow 
He'll always be there. You have to bring him into the now. Own it. This is you. You got this. Let's make it happen now. And that's where the power is to go into the states of meditation or whatever. Or it, it's, I think it's birth and meditation, but we have to bring it into the waking hour and, and, and our conversations change, the things that we um, entertain changes and things like that. But it's a place to understand that there is no time. The only moment is now. Jesus said, be anxious for nothing. Don't worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow will worry about itself. Focus on this moment now. That's where the power is. Absolutely. Well, you know, you, t- you touched on something that's very uh, key to um, meditation, and people, people will think about what they want to be, what they want to have in the future, and you just touched on it. So long as you continue to see it as something in the future, it will always be in the future, and it won't be in the now. But in your thoughts, if you say, I have it now, yeah. then it's in the now. And it will appear, it, you know, yes, it will take a process, the whole process of growth and all that, but it will be in the now for you at some point. Um, yeah. I, I've, seen, I've seen it happen, too, like that. And sometimes it's instant. Sometimes it is instant. Yeah. It's like, a, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Sometimes it is like a miracle. I've been there. I, I remember uh, just a couple of years ago, um, you know, just having that, that, that moment of prayer and, and, and talking to God and speaking into the universe and, and asking and speaking, declaring that I would like to perform more concerts. I want to do more shows. And then less than 10 minutes, uh, I got an email that I, I performed at one of my biggest shows ever. Somebody booked me for it. And, uh, and so, I mean, sometimes it is instantaneously because the universe just wants you to shift your thinking. Let me let, let let me show you the power of it. It's weird that once we're like vibrating at this high, higher level and manifestation has happened like crazy. Synchronicities is another thing we can get yes. into, but they're you know they're happening crazy and 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 almost uh, daily as well, blowing your mind. But then we have a setback. Something happens. We get discouraged or we don't stay on top of the game, and then we fall right back into the slump. And the person who we was seems so much further away now than the, than, than the person that we had in our, our vision. So there's, there's two aspects to that. One is, since everything is energy, since everything is merely a projection of our consciousness onto the screen of our perception, right, then it's all an illusion. So it's a movie. Yeah. It's like going to a movie. And, you know, if you go see Star Wars and the planet blows up and the pieces of rock come flying at your face, do you flinch? Of course you do. Why? It's not real. Right? It's a movie. And we get caught up in the movie. When something happens that we don't want, we get caught up in the movie. And we think that's bad. When something happens that we really do want, we get caught up in the movie too. And we think that's good. What if we gave up good and bad? It just is. Yeah. Now, the stuff that we want, that's great. The stuff <laughs> we don't want, what's its purpose? Why did I create that? And I created it to learn a lesson, to reveal a false belief. All of those feelings and emotions, um, and there's movies that do it better than others, but those movies that allow you to, 
to go on a roller coaster of emotions and they have everything in a movie or is it like a thriller there's scary stuff there's happy stuff you want to cry then you want to laugh and then you want to cry again i love those movies but all those emotions make for a great movie sure. and make for a great experience that we're having here right often talk about and i'm sure you can relate to this um it's almost like we're playing a game like yeah. this whole thing is a, is it's a game this reality mm-hmm. and and there's but there's laws and there's rules to the game many people yeah. are playing the game and they've never been explained the rules on how to even play it they're just on default they're just walking around aimlessly um but until you understand the rules and how to play then you can start being a key player. Then you can start making things happen and, and being on a good team and all of this stuff and working together with a community and group of people where everybody brings something to the table. But many people are playing the game and they don't know the rules. So talk a little bit about the rules. I like to call them universal law. I think there's, there's, there's laws within all um, religions and, 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 and key things that are eternal and that they work, whether it's manifestation, it's about speaking, it's about the law of um, seed time and harvest, sowing and reaping, all of that comes into play. Just, yeah, talk a little bit about the laws a little bit of the game, or the rules. Sure, sure. I mean, there's, there's at the highest levels, I, I really, I believe at the highest level that the first rule is, is ownership. Take, take responsibility for your creation. Okay. That's the first rule. Now we talked a lot about raising our frequency to manifest, to attract, and that's the law of attraction. Right? As we think about what we want with positive emotions and have aligned beliefs, we, we implement the law of attraction and we bring into our existence things that would not have occurred otherwise, like that email that you got. And then the next law that we talked about already today is the law of allowing. So, for example, when I'm stuck in traffic and it could irritate me, I just allow it to be. It just is. No, no emotional response. And so that's the law of allowing. Um, then, then you get into the, to the laws, which I call the agreements. So, so before we came here, every, everything we create, everything we create comes from our beliefs. Now, they could be hidden beliefs, beliefs we don't consciously see, but it all comes from our beliefs. Now, there's also beliefs or agreements that we made even before we stepped into this life. And that are the things of our society, of our, of our existence, the age in which we chose to come into. So there's a belief that I agreed to that there's a thing called the policeman and that he's going to enforce some stupid thing called the speed limit. All right. I don't know why I ever did that. OK, that was crazy for me to have done that. But I did that. And now I can choose to become a state senator and change the law, right? Mm-hmm. Don't do that. Maybe I'll become a, a federal congressman and, ch- and outlaw speed limits because they're, they're no longer effective. I don't know what I'll do. Maybe I'll do that. But it's, these are agreements that I made. These are, these are rules that, that, yeah, you know, there's, there's – yeah. Rules about how to trade the stock market. There are rules about how to make money in real estate. Find pe- if these are things that interest you, find people who can teach you the rules so you can become proficient. And then you'll have the knowledge. And then you'll go do it so that you can have experience. Yeah. And then you have the growth. And so now you have knowledge and experience. And lo and behold, now you're a 
real estate mogul because yes. you are that person. It's kind of taken, uh, you know, what's made famous as the secret or the law of attraction and, and showing you how it's tangible. And it's not just the thoughts. It's not just thinking about, I want a good parking spot or I want a good life. As we were talking about, it's about confessing. It's about having the knowledge and then the experience and letting that build you with a little bit more experience and a little bit more faith and everything kind of working together. As the scriptures say, all things work together for the good of those that, that, love God. Um, so, because I know there's like a, um, component to this where people will say that, well, you know, look at the children in Africa. They, um, you know, they're, you know, they, they want a steak They you know what I'm saying? They want a steak dinner. They're, they're hungry. They're imagining food. So it's not just about thinking about it or imagining there's, like you said, the knowledge and then the growth and then the experience and then the faith. And sometimes it starts out on small levels until we, and and the scriptures are beautiful when it says that if you're faithful with the few, I'll make you ruler over more. So you start out and find yourself faithful with the little things that he gives you and start putting that to work and using that. It's almost like the parable of the, the sower and the talents. Like once you are faithful with what he's given you, He'll give you more. And when I say he is God, the universe, the mother, whoever you call that, it's the universal consciousness energy that's watching over us. And it's so, it's so beautiful. So um, it's more than just thinking it. We, like experience goes a long way, learning from the lessons so that you can graduate to higher lessons and take bigger tests and take bigger risk as well. An excellent exercise to do to start along the lines of what you're talking about here is the exercise of gratefulness. And yes, I started with The Secret some 15 years ago. That's where, where my growth began. Mm-hmm. And um, the, the, the exercise of gratefulness is very simple. Every morning for the next 30 days, sit down with a piece of paper and write down 10 things you are grateful for. Yeah. If it's something about another person, write down what it is about that person that you're grateful for. Write like one sentence. I am grateful for this because of that. Yeah. Or I am grateful for so-and-so because of whatever the reason is. Mm-hmm. And if you want the extra credit part, so you're going to do 10 new things every morning. And for extra credit, copy over the previous day's 10. Because that way that repetition drills itself into your mind. Yeah. The Bible says, be ye transformed mm-hmm. by the renewing of your mind. So by doing this exercise, you begin to renew your mind. Yep. With these positive precepts and affirmations and, and having an attitude of gratitude, of being yep. thankful. I mean, that's what, that's what fuels everything. Like, that's, like if, if you're not thankful for what you have, even if it's something small, like somebody else can, can have that. And guess what? Somebody else wants what what you have. Somebody would love and and they would be content in your shoes. As you're sitting there wanting more, um, someone would be be content where you are. And that kind of leads to another another place, right? uh, The scripture says godliness with contentment is great gain, right? Um, So there's this weird place of being content. I have a beautiful life, a beautiful family. Um, friends, I'm, I'm doing what I love for a living now, but I'm content with, with what I have, but there's just still this inward hunger to create, to produce Absolutely. for more. Where do we find this balance of being grateful and thankful for everything we have, 
but still striving for perfection and wanting to build something, wanting more out of life. God bless you. Thank you for touching on that. That, that I believe, is the crux, the, the number one problem with difficulty with our day and age, with our society and our, our, it's a world belief system, okay? And that is that we couple things together. Separate them. Contentment, which is calmness and peace in your heart, that's contentment, is not tied, does not need to be tied in any way, shape, or form to desire. Your, it's desire and want, the desire to create comes from God. The desire to create is spirit. From the creator. Right, from the creator. Scripture says, I will put into your, I will give you the desires of your heart. Now, some people may hear that as, I will give you the Mercedes you want. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not what the verse says. Exactly. The verse says is he will give you the things that you will desire. He will put into me the desire to speak. That's he good. Into you the desire to play and to create music. Yes. And then he will give you the ability to do it. Mm-hmm. Because he is you. Yep. I am. You're just the machine. It's funny we talk about I am because it's so powerful, that word. I mean, that's the name of God, I am. Ahaya Bahashem Yeshaya, right? Um, and I am. Or, or just the name of God itself, I am, Ahaya, means I, I will be whatsoever I will be, and I am that I am. So whatever you need me to be, this creative life force in the universe, I will be that for you. Do you need me to be your friend? Do you need me to be your protector, your provider? I am that. You are in me. We are in one another. We walk hand in hand together. I'm in you, like literally the breath that animates your body. That is me. That is my spirit. And it's so beautiful because I think it kind of leads to the a point I wanted to go into a little bit of uh, detail with you about was knowing who we are, right? Um, that's just an example. And that's from a biblical perspective. And there's other, it's not just biblical, because I think that a lot of these biblical truths echo throughout the secret, you know, definitely yeah. like I actually came out of um, the prosperity gospel uh, movement uh, mm-hmm. with, with, you know, the faith healers and uh, yeah, the, the whole, the whole name and acclaim, they're dancing on money on the stages and, and things like that. And I came out of that because I just seen it. It was like greed. It was just nasty, but coming out of that. And then I watched the secret with the whole name and claim. And I'm like, wow, whoever, uh, birthed this movement of the name it, claim it, uh, gospel of greed, prosperity movement, they were in on the secret, right? They, they like watched it. I don't know if it was principles that were taught to them. So there's some there, but definitely they focus on the materialistic side and the greed and, and, you know, you can never have enough and you always want more and you're never content. But so that, that's the whole thing about who we are. Where do you find out who we are, because like, I like to go to the scriptures. I think that's a great mirror for who I am. And like I said, it echoes through everything else. I don't think you have to stick with the scriptures, but so you said you have to know who you are. How do you know that? Where do you go to get that? Do we just take somebody's word for it? Do we take a guru's word for it? How do we know that? Well, everybody's word for it is knowledge. All right. And remember, knowledge without experience is worthless. So, you, you know, what, what you're seeking is an opportunity to experience your greatness. You're seeking an opportunity to experience your, that you're spirit, that you are something other than the machine. Yeah. And, and 
I gave you an experience, you know, before with the, with the simple example of feeling differently about a time when you screwed up as evidence that you're something separate. There's another great example you can do, and this requires a partner. And uh, no guarantees that this will work for everybody, but uh, it, it's really cool when it does, okay? And that is sit opposite somebody you know, all right? In fact, it's even better to do it with somebody you don't know. If you, if you can find somebody at a school or somebody and say, hey, do this with me, right? Just sit opposite them and gaze into their eyes. Just gaze into their eyes softly. This is not a staring contest. You can, <laughs> you can glance away for a moment. Just come on back to their eyes. If you find it difficult to stare into both of their eyes, then stare into, let me get this correct. You're staring into their left eye. So it's opposite your right eye. So opposite this eye, you can stare both of your eyes into their left eye. All right. And do this for about 20 minutes. And the rule is no talking, not a word. Not a single beat, okay? If you giggle, fine. Giggle and then go back to, to gazing into their eyes. You glance away, come on back. You can touch them. You can hold their hand. You can hold their knees. Nothing that would get you kicked out of a church, okay? <laughs> uh, <laughs> but do this for about 20 minutes. Set a timer. A, it's going to feel like an eternity. And B, you will feel who they are you will begin to pick up their energy mm-hmm. and they will pick up yours. And when the 20 minutes are up, share, it, some, here's something you could play with while you're doing with it. Send them messages. Eat with your thoughts. Send them messages. And then when the 20 minutes are up, did you get the message? What, what did you perceive from me? Right? What did you pick up from me in the last 20 minutes? You will be amazed. And what this exercise does is it gives you an experience of your connection to the other person. And it's really an experience of your oneness. You're both universal consciousness, spirit, God. You get to experience who you are. The eyes are the window to the soul. You can look into the eyes and be able to pick up on things. Um, It's very powerful. Very, very powerful. We talk about synchronicities. And I remember... At one moment in my studies and in my prayer life, I was getting that from from the Spirit of God just telling me, um, look into people's eyes when you pray for them, when you talk to them, and you'll begin to pick up on things. And and when people are like very empathic, it can be hard because other some people's personalities are overbearing. They don't know what's going on. You look in somebody's eyes and then you hurry up and look away. Um, you know, that, that type of stuff. But I remember being in, in, in prayer and then going to church and, and receiving prayer at church. And the, and the person who was praying over me said that same thing, like spoke as an oracle of God and, and told me the thing that I was, that God was telling me in the prayer closet and, and confirmed that and said, when you pray for people, begin to look into their eyes and, and God's going to tell you things about them. You're going to better see the depths of their soul. So, and that's like the, the whole, the whole synchronicity thing. Talk a little bit about what synchronicity is. I'm not sure that I a hundred percent know what it is to me. It's like the universe dropping breadcrumbs. <laughs> you know, that's all, that's okay. the easiest way to explain it. Like you're on the right path. Keep doing what you're doing. 
I'm here. There's a con- there's a consciousness who's guiding you that you're following, and I'm just letting you know that you're on the right path. That's that's what I get out of it. What do you think the synchronicities are when it, when you're having a conversation and the exact sentence that you say is said on the television at the same time or right yeah. after, or you're dialing somebody's phone number and then the phone number, the first three letters drive by. I mean, there's so many phrases that you've never heard in your life that you're hearing six times in one day all of this stuff. Let's talk a little bit about that. Okay, cool. Um, I'm going to come back to synchronicity in one second. Just for for the people out there who are empathic, I'm I'm very empathic. I can have a conversation with someone uh, and pick up their energy. And if you're empathic, protect yourself because you, you want to help others. You don't want them to drain your energy. So before you leave, if you're an empathic person, I forget to do this all the time. It's like, oh, my God, I forgot, right? It's like I could have had a VA. But before you leave your house or before you leave your bedroom, just create a shield. It's an energetic shield. Just just take your hands or one hand or whatever and just create, I protect my shield. Nothing can, my, my positive energy can go out. No negative energy can come in. All right? All right. I just needed to say that for, for us empaths. Synchronicity. <clears throat> Synchronicity at one level, at, at the deepest level, where I know that everything is energy and I simply create every, everything in my experience. Well, synchronicities are messages from my spirit, from the creator, to the machine, to the body and the mind, to confirm something. Because the mind needs repetition to learn. And when the spirit would like to really get a message across, it will use that level of repetition to get a message into the mind. Now, at another level, synchronicity is co-creation. See, I'm spirit, and I'm creating my experience of reality. You are spirit, and you are creating your experience of reality. And us, Now, there's a point where I can't explain the difference between us and I and one and one, (laughs) but you and I as two facets of universal consciousness are co-creating an experience that we are both enjoying. And the listeners are creating their own reality and their own experience of their reality, and they have chosen to co-create an experience with us, with other facets of universal consciousness. I believe in the knowledge. I believe in the experience to get the lessons from it. And I think we're going to keep having to take these tests as I, as I call them and these trials and these quizzes, these pop quizzes, even after you pass them, they're going to pop up again, just to make sure that you remember to slow down in traffic or whatever your, your, your test is for that uh, particular moment. Um, experience is key for me. Uh, I come from a realm uh, in the church realm where they say, don't trust your experiences. And no, so um, I, agree. I don't agree at all either. Um, I think if, if, if there, and I use this example recently, I don't know why, but if someone has a pet dog and that dog is biting a bunch of kids, but they say, Hey, this dog, he doesn't bite. He doesn't bite. And I've just seen him bite several kids. You know, I'm going to, I'm not going to let my kid go pet that dog because he's been biting kids. Um, 
that's experience. That's knowledge and experience versus like, don't go by your feelings. Don't go by your emotions. Don't go off of your experiences. Your experiences can lie to you. I think that these experiences are, are shaping our reality as we yeah. are, are seeing what works. Like, no, this works. That's not working. Like this is, what would you say about that to those people who say, don't follow your experiences They're You know, they change your feelings, change your experiences don't matter. Those type of things. Well, the only thing real in your life are your experiences. I mean, I can tell you stuff till you're blue, till I'm blue in the face. Exactly. Right? Yeah. And all of it's worthless until you've experienced. It's the yeah. only thing real in your life. Yeah. Um, I came out of the church also. I mean, I, I grew up Jewish. Um, in my early 20s, my best friend and I proved scientifically that there was no God. That was fun. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, then, then he, the same guy, three years later, got me into being a born-again Christian. That's what happens. <laughs> and, and I did that for 25 years. Yeah. And I, I still see so much value yeah. in the Bible and in the, the principles of Christianity. Uh, I think traditional Christianity, I think the church misinterprets the Bible immensely. Yeah. Um, one thing that I was recently asked by uh, by my son, actually, who is a, almost a Bible scholar in his own right, and uh, is contemplating be, being a, a Bible teacher in the church, all right, and yet he's listening to everything I teach. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm changing and shaping that future. Uh, <laughs> and he asked me about one particular thing that I don't agree with that's in the Bible. And here's another thing you've asked me that I don't agree with. And I'm looking at that, and I'm saying... Well, one of the things that I got into is where did fear come from and when did it begin? When did fear and negativity begin from a biblical perspective? And holy mackerel, it began at the very beginning. It began in the garden, right? When, 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 when first Satan and then the portrayal of God created fear in man. And I look at that and I thought back to a book and I, I want to tell you about this book. It's called Out Witting the Devil by Napoleon Hill. And we may know Napoleon Hill for Think and Grow Rich. He wrote that probably in the 1930s or something. Well, he wrote Outwitting the Devil around the same time. But the agreement he had with his publisher is it would not be released until 50 years after every person who was involved in his life or with that book had already passed away. Hmm. And the reason for that is because of what that book says. Oh. So get that book because it says uh, interesting stuff about the church. I should I should have I should have made a clause like that before I put my book out. <laughs> some <laughs> of the people, some of the stories I shared in, in in my book, my autobiography. Um, I'm, I'm I don't promote it anymore because of that. You know. Oh really? Um, yeah, I should have waited too. Well, how did it be released again in a second edition fifty years yeah. after? <laughs> <laughs> Limited edition. Um. I think I think that's interesting that that you say that. Um, I wanted to talk a little bit more about the experiences because I think it's key that what you're doing. And as far as we talk about experience and we talk about the notion of the gospel, which is the good news, good right? News. Um, to understand that usually from like a Baptist perspective, it's uh, or just evangelical Christian expect, perspective, it's. Uh, it's preached as this is my experience with God. I'm telling you what happened. Believe me. Let's go. 
follow my word, take my word for it. This is it. And like, there's a lot of people who they convince over, whether it's they show them in the Bible about salvation or how they're, you know, have a, you know, they need God in their life because they're wretched and depraved without God, these these type of things. Um, But there's also something there to where, where I come from is, is not preaching of the gospel of like going around street corner preaching, which we've, we've done that, but having an encounter or an experience with God. And I think that's awesome that you do that in, in, in your workshops too. It's not just like, let me come here and teach you, give you some stuff and send you on their way. Like there's some tangible things that you can feel. You can encounter this, this divine presence that that's in, in all and through all. And, and, and it's, it's, it goes past taking my word for it. So I want you to have an encounter and I almost like to say, I can show you better than I can tell you. Let yeah. me just, there's no way I can put this in words. And it's, so it even throws off debating because you haven't seen what I've, what I've seen. You haven't been to those realms. You haven't had those encounters. I, I can't really sit here and, and convince you that angels are real or extraterrestrial beings are real because it's kind of hard for me to, to, to show you, but if you've had those encounters and people who are listening, they're like, yeah, they, they kind of, you know what I'm saying? Resonate on those levels because they've seen, they've been to the other side, they've touched the divine. And I think that's a big part of, 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 of where the majority of, of Christendom kind of falls short of believing my gospel versus what is your gospel? What is your good news? What's working for you? This type of, of thinking, right? Right. Right. And, and, you know, if we look, are you familiar with another book, uh, The Celestine Prophecy? Yes, big time. Yeah, yeah. Oh, good, good, because I was afraid I was going to have to spell it. And I oh, can't. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the Celestine Prophecy, amazing. C.S. Lewis, right? Um, I'd have to look it up. I think it's C.S. Lewis, yeah. Okay, I'd, I'd have to double check. Mm-hmm. Um, Redfield is what's popping in my head. Redfield, but mm. I can't give you a first name to go with that. Okay. Um. If, if you're able to have another monitor there. <laughs> you may be right, yeah. Okay. So in, in the Celestine Prophecy, um, they talk about events in our life guiding us and people in our life guiding us. And um, it's, it's, I don't know, it's an amazing experience. It, it's, it's really, I mean, even as a Christian, even as a Christian, one of my early experiences, in fact, my very first, my salvation experience, right? We all have a salvation experience, mm-hmm. don't we? Yeah. So my salvation experience was an experience, right? And then years later, I, I got to the point where I felt that in Christian, in Christian circles, we always talk about God communicates with us. Yeah. And he speaks to us. Well, how? Audibly? No. Through thought. Some people may have an audible experience, but usually we believe God is speaking to us through thought. Um, Gideon asks for a sign. God speaks to us through manifestations, through through realities, right? Yeah. Through creations. Okay. Um, but I think, oh, oh, that's right. Right. The reason I brought up Celestine prophecy was, was the evolution of of mankind throughout all of history. And Christianity took us out of the phase where we were had no connection to God. Right, where we were steeped in victimhood with no hope. Yeah. Right? When we were serfs and slaves and we were right. 
And Christianity brought us a level of intellectual and emotional freedom. And it's a stepping stone. I see it as a stepping stone. Yeah. Um, I think Paul, even in the Bible, calls the law or every, you know, everything that essentially is still being taught there, right? Just that you're, you're a sinner in need of a savior. The law that we've offended God or this type of thinking, he says it's a schoolmaster yeah. to lead us into perfection or to lead us in Christhood, essentially, you know, and it's a, it's a, it's a schoolmaster. It's a teacher and, and, and it works for some people and it, it, and it is working for some people because they need that in, in their storyline. They need that in their life. They need, you know, I think even the word religion and, and, and the Latin means, means to bind or to hold back. Um, and it's good for a lot of people who need to be taught how to think on how to, how to feel and things like that. Cause there's a lot of people, if you notice a lot of people who are, struggle with addiction and, um, bad personality disorders, they come to church and they find this liberation yes. uh, through Christ. And so they need to be taught because, I know so many people, and it, it, it definitely helps a lot of people who are um, addicts and who are, uh, you know, getting over drug use, things like that. So they need to be told, you, you know, they need to be, be uh, to bind and to hold back and be told what to do, when to do it, so they can, you know what I'm saying, kind of yeah. kind of work the process and learn the rules on their own. So it, it definitely serves a, a place for, for people wherever they are, and it, it is helping a lot of people. Um, I wanted to ask you, too about the higher self because we're talking about how everything is is energy and how we're we're an expression of that energy we're all connected um there's there's some scriptures in the bible that i think kind of tend to this a little bit it's definitely not not taught or preached i think that um um manly p hall has touched on it some even i think there's some teachers from pythagoras or whatever about the higher self or um even even with the um astrological signs and things that we're born under that we are a higher self that is in what the Bible would say in heavenly places with Christ Jesus looking down on this manifestation. Now in meditation, we see this perfect um, life that we have planned for us and how to access it. Some say we're communing with the higher self, whether it's in your consciousness or literally in heaven or space or whatever we want to call it somewhere out there there's another form of us who is looking down as we're having these encounters would you do you think anything like that's going on yes and no (laughs) (laughs) yes to all of it with one one caveat it's not outside of us it's not in some other physical place called heaven it's not out in space it's everywhere it is us The Bible talks about that everything would disappear if it was not for the Spirit of God. And when the Bible says everything, it means everything. The rocks, the stones, right? How could the rocks sing, Mm -hmm. right? If they did not have consciousness, if they did not have the Spirit of God in them, right? So it's not that it's someplace else. It's everywhere. It is us. That's what that's what's so that's what's so beautiful about it because I I know that there's some, there's something going on out there and up there right Wh- whether there's beings out there or there's an angelic realm there's definitely something going on out there um, and I, I I like the term as above so below as yeah. within so without so it's almost as if heaven exists out there if there's something out there it is within us and there's a connection 
um, that our bodies and our minds are um, uh, a holy temple, like a replica of heaven. And, and even those, those descriptions in the Bible of, of um, you know, the 24 elders who are bowing down and, and all of the, the different uh, levels of ascension with the spine and the body and the heart and all of these things like the, the uh, holy of holies and, and Satan uh, stepping within the temple and, and, and saying that he's the Lord of the temple and, and we are the temple. So all of it's, it's talk, you know, they, they, they use these um, exoteric, like outer level um, ways to describe what's going on within the heart yeah and 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 in mind of men and women and it's so it's so beautiful that it, it it's on many levels we can break it down and go within but i also think that there's something going on out there as well you know well the one thing that that i i just remembered here i was going to mention this before one thing that i tell people in my workshops and pretty much in all of my work don't believe a word i say mhm all I'm, all I'm here to do is to create possibilities for you by giving knowledge. But then look, at your, look for your own experiences. And with regards to beliefs, hold on to nothing too tightly. Yeah. Even my beliefs, right? Mm-hmm. Be willing to let them go. And, and the, the premise on which you decide whether to let them go is are they serving you? Are you holding on to a belief that's no longer serving you? If it doesn't serve you, let it go. Let it go. That's it. Um, well, we've, there's, a, 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 there's another scripture that we've just been talking about a lot lately. Um, and this is so true. It says that the promises of God are yes and amen. And essentially, that's the language of the universe. It is. Whatever you put out, the universe is saying, yes, yes I'll bless right. it. I'm sending it back to you. Yes. Blessed over with positive affirmations, with positive thoughts, the life that you want to live for yourself, whatever you're speaking and positive light, as well as the other side of the negative thoughts. And nobody likes me. Nobody loves me. And then you find out that everywhere you go, you're in a crowd of people where nobody likes you. You just continue to speak that over your life and the universe blesses it, sends it back to you. Um, Talk a little bit about that because I, it's so true. The, the the promises of God are yes and amen, whatever it is, not just the good mm-hmm. things, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. The, the, the universe knows one word. Yes. Mm-hmm. Amen is the same word. Okay. So be it. Yeah. <laughs> so be it. That's right. Mm-hmm. The universe has one word and it has one answer to everything you ask of it. Now, we talked before about what your intention is and what your beliefs are. When you think you asked something of it and you did that with a thought right now, and then you spend the rest of the day think with a belief system that's opposite to that, well, the universe gets a little mixed messages, right? You're asking for both things and you're spending a whole lot more time asking for the negative than the positive. Mm-hmm. So the universe says yes. And gives you the negative. And look, I, I just had a picture of me as, as a seven-year-old thinking nobody loves me. Nobody yeah. likes me. And that's what I created. Right? I created bullies in school. Around. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's what you create. We're creating all the time. We're creating every instant. You are creating every instant. 
Choose what you want to create. Choose what you want. Choose this day whom you will serve. Choose this day. Love and light or darkness and negativity. That's it. That's, that's the two sides. I mean, that's the whole God and, and, and the devil aspect. And actually, the two sides work together. They don't work against each other. You won't be able to appreciate the light. You won't be able to appreciate the nice things in life if you haven't, you know, ever spent time in the darkness. And then that light's cut on. You see how marvelous that light is. Perfect light casts out all fear mm-hmm. and all darkness. That's the truth, man. And those are th- those are some of the truths that are working for me, man. Uh, some of those those positive things in in the Bible, even the negative stuff in the Bible, like it's all an expression of of something that's taking place within. And you talked about like the Old Testament and even some of the Hebrew Jewish stuff, like that stuff is straight allegory, man. It is mm-hmm. straight. It's telling our story. It is a very spiritual um, book that, that talks about the different levels of consciousness that we, we go through on our awakening, on our spiritual journey. Um, it's, it's very beautiful if we can interpret it the right way, you know what I'm saying? Versus, mm-hmm. um, you know, looking at it for, um, I think, I think a lot of people take it literal and um, it's just, it, it's I'm telling you, you have to be able to read it with spiritual understandings. And I think Corinthians even tells you that uh, it's only with them who are um, enlightened with the Holy Spirit that can actually understand it. It's not for scholars and historians to break down where these people lived and who they are and who their families were. Those families, those names and those cities represent something within you. And you have to go within to interpret that stuff. Paul, um, I had an awesome time hanging out with you, man, for this past hour. If you want, go ahead and share some of your links. A lot of people are, are posting in the comment section. They, they are enjoying this podcast. If they want to contact you personally, check out some of your work, some of your seminars and workshops. Let them know where they can do that. Absolutely. Uh, the website, my website is I deserve a perfect life. Dot com. I deserve a perfect life.com. And there you'll find uh, various workshops I do, programs that I do. I do a mentorship program that can be done over the internet with Zoom or Skype. And in the mentorship program, it's a three month commitment. And I bring you to the point where the stuff I've been talking about is automatic for you. Your mind thinks that way and your life changes. You, you totally create. Uh, At the bottom of my website, in the links section, there's a link to my Facebook page, which is also facebook.com slash I deserve a perfect life, where I have uh, several hours of worth of five or six minute little video clips. So tons of of free content there, tons of great teaching and lessons and, and my ramblings. And my phone number is also at the bottom of my website. So give me a call if, if I can help you, if there's, if there's anything. If, if you need somebody to talk to and you're looking for something that will change your life, that will transform happiness into joy, then give me a call or come to my website, send me a message, okay? If what you're doing is not working and you want it to work, if, you, if you've tried everything and you need to try something else, 
contact Paul. Uh, these principles that we're talking about, uh, it was just a, a, a pleasure and a blessing to have him on the show because this is where I am. Like I'm exactly uh, where you are with creating it and, and finding out how real it is. And, and knowing it is one thing, but then practically putting it into um, um, application in our life and how, how do we make it unfold? How do we bring it into exist- existence? Yeah, I see that. Yeah, I know that's me. Then what? It's more to it. So if you guys are needing somebody to talk to, if you guys are, are needing techniques and helps on how to do that, make sure you contact Paul because I'm telling you what is so cool that it's not just this head knowledge. It's about experiences. And that's, that's where I, that's why I am with my message of God, of love, of light, um, that you can actually feel these, these encounters that you can tap into the spirit realm through meditation, through prayer, through fastings, all of this stuff. And you can have an encounter for yourself with the divine and know that you're divinely made as well. So for you to, to be able to go into those realms and experience something, um, experience something that seems outside of yourself, but you go within to experience it. And see, that's the one thing that we have that religion doesn't want us to know that when this, the scriptures are true, when it says that the kingdom of heaven is within, because you don't need anything outside of you, but we need to be taught how to do that. Cause obviously we're not being, we're not being shown how to go within what to do. And once we go, go within how to bring it out and manifest it into our reality. That's where we're at. Ladies and gentlemen, Paul, thanks for coming on brother. We have to do it again sometime. I thoroughly enjoyed this interview, man. Thank you so much. You're most welcome. Me too. All right, brother. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Shalom. Shalom. Peace. Peace, peace. That's it, ladies and gentlemen. The True Seeker Podcast, Paul Levin, an amazing uh, guest, man. The uh, chat room over there. I'm, I'm sitting here uh, reading all of your messages, man. Paul is awesome, man. I just like his spirit, right? Just the way he, he approaches things, the way he talks. Uh, I remember when he contacted me and uh, I watched some of his videos. And I was like, I got to talk to this guy, man. He just seems uh, so, um, so humble. I, I just like his spirit, man. It was an awesome episode. Definitely one of my favorites now by far. And like I said, it's just, it, this episode, this interview, my work, all of this means nothing if you guys don't put it to use. If you guys don't don't, don't try us, uh, you know what I'm saying, T- take our word for it and try it, put it to use, whether it's the prayer, whether it's the meditation, whether it's the belief system, try it because it works. Um if it wasn't if it wasn't working, I wouldn't I wouldn't talk about it. I wouldn't I wouldn't uh you know what I'm saying, entertain some of these guests or whatever. And even some of the guys that we have on that just talk about theory, I mean, there's some things that you can take away from uh, those conversations. And so it, you may have to dig. Don't get me wrong. You may have to dig on some of it. But I believe like each episode, um, there's something that you can take away and apply it to your life. And if you're just a spectator, you're doing it wrong. If you're just a spectator, you're doing it wrong. These are keys that you can apply to your life. These are, are tangible practices that work, that they, they work for me. They work for Paul and pretty much anybody who's doing them. I got people who are, who are doing it. Um, Drew Gower. I know I mentioned his name. We did an interview with him. Um, me and him were, you know, are uh, good friends. We've had some uh, psychedelic encounters together, but um, we both read the alchemist together. And after we read the alchemist and did psilocybin, right? These two encounters mixed, it lit a fire within us that we couldn't, 
we couldn't contain as far as not wanting or, or not pursuing your dreams. Like there's no way you can read the alchemist or read some of these other, other books that are, that, that are so motivational and they're telling our story, which it's like a magical book. The alchemist, I encourage everyone to read that drew Gower has lost over 200 pounds. Um, the alchemist has, um, like I said, lit a fire with him to pursue his dreams and become uh, or to see the person that he wanted to be and bring it into the now moment. And that person he's seen in his life was not 400 pounds anymore. Drew Gower's lost over 200 pounds now, and he's got doors opening up left and right. It, it is magic. We named his episode um, Alchemy. It's the real alchemy of transformation, bringing it into the now moment and creating what you want for yourself using, I mean, that's, you know, the title of one of my albums, spiritual alchemy, spiritually ascending from one state to the next, becoming the person that you want, using all those things that were stacked up against you, all of the stumbling blocks and using them as stepping stones, alchemy transforming from one level to the next. If you guys want to uh, read the, uh, the, the Alchemist, or there's another book that I recommend as well, if you've already read that one, it's called The Final Quest by Rick Joyner. You, could do, you can read those books or listen to those books and support the show at the same time by going to audibletrial.com backslash truthseeker. Go there and they give us a kickback on everybody who signs up. You get to read, you get to, get a free book, a free download um, from audibletrial.com backslash truthseeker. Uh, you go on there, you sign up, and then cancel. Download your book and then cancel. They'll never charge you. It's awesome. And they, su- they, they support us by sending people that way. So if you don't have the money, you don't want to um, sign up for an account and get charged, sign up and then cancel right after you sign up. Go ahead and download your book and then cancel. And so um, all of those are, are just different ways of support. Uh, obviously, go to patreon.com backslash truthseeker if you guys want to support at any level. If it's only a dollar a month, hey, uh, man, if we, we have a thousand people giving a dollar a month, like that's beautiful, right? Uh, I've seen it done. There's podcasts out there with 20,000 people giving a dollar a month on, on, on a podcast. End. And, um, and it, it, ha- it has nothing to do with spirituality. It's uh, on on a comedy tip, right? So if we, if we feel like uh, the message is, is helping you, it's blessing you and you want to support financially, you can definitely do it that way. On top of that, you get perks and rewards for supporting my work. I've just have this relationship with my patrons that uh, every time I finish a new song, I upload it directly to Patreon. And guess what? I'm about to finish a song today, today. It's a song called I am. And it's so funny that we, we're talking about I am at the very beginning of the show because uh, the song's called I am and it's so beautiful, man. We've been, we've been kind of working hard on this song, trying to find the right person to sing the chorus. And I just got it back last night and I'm, I'm excited about everybody's verse. I'm excited about um, the chorus. It's a beautiful song. It's going to be one of those hits. But if you want to check it out, go to patreon.com backslash truthseeker, sign up become a supporter and you will get to download that song this evening with that, man. Thank, thanks everybody for hanging out in the chat. Chris, Christy, Pixie, Jared, uh, <clears throat> Grim, what's up brother. 
and uh, everybody else. Rory, Rory Campbell, the shaman poet's in the house. Yep. And if you're listening to this on the podcast in and you want to uh, listen live, make sure you subscribe on YouTube. And if you're listening to this on YouTube, make sure you subscribe on Android or iTunes, uh, the podcast in. Uh, that's what we're trying to build over there because YouTube is squirrely. YouTube can pull your channel and not even tell you why. They did it to me before. I uh, wouldn't be surprised if they do it again. So I'm trying to back. I'm trying to download all my episodes and like back everything up on the video end as well. But make sure you subscribe on iTunes and on Android. If you don't have a, a podcasting app on Android, one would be appointed for you when you click the link to sign up for Android. There's a bunch of different ones, and and some people like uh, Stitcher. Some people like TuneIn. I think there's a Podcast Addict app or something like that. But there's a bunch of cool ones on Android. If you got iTunes or, or an iPhone, you, you have the, the podcasting platform comes mandatory on your phone. It just comes with your phone. So click that subscribe link and listen to us over there. With that, I'm going to say God bless and shalom. I thoroughly enjoyed this episode, and I've seen each and every one of y'all's comments on there. Um, it is so beautiful. I think, and, and, and that's the thing, man. Thank you guys for the, the kind words, too. It, it totally helps because if you go through the um, – if you go through the um, – uh, comment section, you see that there's people with negative words and bad words and stuff. So the kind words really do matter. Thank you guys so much. With that, I'm going to say peace and shalom. Love each and every one of y'all. Peace, peace. Goodbye. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.